we were super small. I was a little bit precocious in thinking that that was going to be... Is my using that word right? Precocious? No. I don't think so. Why didn't you... Th- Pre- yeah, pretentious. I didn't mean, I didn't mean pretentious either. Um, what's precocious? What's precocious it? means... Uh, comes from precognizant. And it's uh, with, like young people who are incredibly intelligent. And it's people who are more intelligent than their age or experience should allow them to be. Okay. So like Mozart was a precocious child. How come I can't be a precocious? You can person? be a precocious child, but a press kit can't be precocious. <laughs> oh no! I, I, me make me seem. I guess that's more of what it. No, because you're going for a more negative connotation of like seeming full of yourself, right? Yeah, but pretentious was but pretentious was a little bit more extreme. That was too extreme. I think cocky is what you were looking for. Mm, yeah, I guess cocky. I just didn't like. I don't like that word. That's it. Anyway, but. I was trying to use a thesaurus in my head, <laughs> and it failed. Um, okay, precocious is not what I thought it was, and it's also a song. It's also in the song of Mary Poppins. Woo! Anyway, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite precocious. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. Supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Even though it's something quite atrocious. atrocious. Uh, if you say it loud enough, you'll always, always sound precocious. precocious. There it is. Person. That, that, that yeah. worked. Yeah. Okay. It's like, wait a minute. Let's get the Mary Poppins <laughs> lyrics it's very right. Important. Um, it's important. For TV show fans everywhere, this is Tell Amazing, the podcast, with your host Joseph Mwamba. Tim Mastic in the studio. Melissa Sour in the studio. No. Wow. Uh, Melissa. Slaughter in the studio. I'm Joseph Wamba. Welcome to this edition of the Telemazing Podcast. And today is a pretty, it's a pretty important day. Yes. Today is a very important day for a millennia of reasons. Um, but, sure. but yeah, a millennia yes, of no, that makes sense. There are thousands of reasons. Um, Over a thousand. Thousands. Thousand years Over a thousand. of reasons. Yes. Over a thousand. Okay. Yes, I can list That's for thousands of years. <laughs> list That's for thousands of years. How great <laughs> this day is. Um, but it's kind of. It's kind of a, a great day for me personally because um, today my best friend from college is going to be appearing on the podcast later, uh, a little bit later, and that's going to be a little bit exciting. Um, another reason why it's a great day is because later on we're going to be talking about Doctor Who. We're sorry, but one of the biggest announcements that have been made in a long time um, just happened, like literally five minutes before this podcast, and so we're super excited. For you guys, yes. it'll probably be a day of reminiscing in this, but we literally just found out, and we're flipping out, yep. so we'll put a spoiler wall in case you're one of those people who doesn't want to know until the Christmas special, which is fine. That's great. Good for you. Be surprised, but we'll put the spoiler wall there. It's so unavoidable. You know. How you're, you're not, like... You know what? If you can figure it out, good for you. If you're, like, gonna... Are you we're gonna not, be a hermit? How are you not gonna know? How are you not gonna know? I mean... God you, forbid you run into me in the street, yeah. because I'm just gonna be <laughs> like... You're just gonna wear a shirt for the next six yeah, months. Yeah, pretty much. How are uh, you doing? Have you heard who the new doctor is? That's gonna be me until Christmas. Um, And so, uh, we're super excited about that, but we'll put a spoiler wall in case you want to... Okay, you know, give you the right to have to have that option. Um, and if you don't care, then you don't care. Then you just keep listening. Anyway, and also we know that not every one of our every single one of our audience are Doctor Who fans, and so we need to be considerate to others. And so another ex- reason why um it's a great day is because it's Tim Mastic's birthday. Woo! Woo! I'm old. How old are you? Twenty-seven. 27 was a good year. Yeah. I liked, I like 28 much more than 27. 27 yeah. was when I transitioned into recognizing I was going to turn 30. 
And then by the time I turned 28, I was... No, but but then when I turned 28, I was like, whatever. And that's apparently the feeling I'm just going to have going into my 30s is like, it's fine. Things are great. It's like, I'm going to rot anyway. Yeah, so 27 is like a transition year. Yeah. You were about to hit Return of Saturn. That's the other thing. I don't know. Yes. I don't know what that is. So Return of Saturn is in, like, when Saturn returns to the position in which you were born. So 27 to... It's like 27 to 29 are big life-changing, decision-making times where you kind of recalibrate everything in your life. And then it happens every 27 years. So it's like 27 to 28, and then in your mid-50s, which is traditionally a midlife crisis, and then you die. <laughs> you're dead. You don't even wait for the third time. No, the third goes. cycle, you'll be dead. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> um, okay. Uplifting. And I was gonna say, great way to start <laughs> kicking off this podcast again since we haven't been on for a while. Um, and then, um, yeah. So it's Tim Asik's birthday. Uh, my best friend is here, and Doctor Who. So we got a lot of stuff. But another reason is because we're doing the podcast again. It's been a couple weeks since we've um put it up a new episode, and I'm really I I kind of missed it. Um, don't miss. Uh, what well, it's also. I decided, um, if you've been waiting for Telemazing um, videos, that I just decided, I'm just not going to do them anymore. That's like, <laughs> no, that's not exactly <laughs> how that went down. For me? Yeah. Well, you were just like, I'm done? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you mean like, I thought it was... like you had been planning on putting some more stuff up and you decided not Right, yeah, like I was, yeah, I was yeah, deciding yeah. like, okay, we're going to have this video on Tuesdays and, like, and then like the final lineup, the final videos yeah. were lined up and I was going to have the finale like the final day of June or something like that. And then I decided... No, I'm just not. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm just gonna, just gonna stop. Um, so those videos will eventually get out. I'm not gonna hoard them. Um, but you know, I'm just like, I have more pressing matters, like yeah. moving, finding a house, finding a roommate, finding somebody to take over this place, or not, or um, selling my stuff, trying to find a job in LA. I'm sorry. I, I, I wish I could, <laughs> but it's just like, it's like if I had time. And also, you know what? I also, I. I am owed a good final month in New York City. I think so. It's true. I'm 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 owed not having every four days out of my week, four to five days out of my week, where I'm editing and thinking about the future and all sorts of stuff. I'm I'm owed a final relaxing, not stressful. Well, I mean, it's yeah, gonna be stressful absolutely. anyway because of all the stuff, but um, and I and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. Well, it. New York is pretty pretty solid. And yeah. it's your summer before you head back to school, so right. I mean, it's it's like the the. You're, you're getting your summer vacation before class starts. Oh, thank you for that transition, Tim, into my vacation to VidCon. <laughs> um, so I came back from VidCon. Um, I'm going to be honest. It, it was twofold. One, it was wonderful um, because I got to see all my friends again. Uh, if you wa- if you watched the VidCon vlogs, um, you saw pretty much most of them. Uh, it was super fun being around them again. Uh, the downside is I don't think I'm going to go again. Uh, right. I, I I think I think I'm I think I'm good. Um, for the main reason that I when I went last year, it was new, it was exciting. I got went to a bunch of panels, and I was the panels were kind of half and half. Like a good amount of them were actually informative, were interesting. I also met Matt Lieberman, who gave me advice on my um uh, an actual YouTuber in case you don't know. Um, really popular. He was on um SourceFed, um Nuclear Family. Um, popular guy. Um, he actually helped me on the channel, and then I, you know, met the new people, and it was awesome. Totally enjoyed it. It was so much fun. But this time around, uh, all right, sorry, back to the panel thing. So, like, half of the panels were good. Half the panels, I'm like, I already know this. And so I just left and hung out with my friends. This time, 
I like all the panels I already knew. Like there was one panel that I, there was one panel that was like great, but mm. besides that, like I knew all the panels. I got super bored. Mm. I was like I so I then it just got to a point where like all those three days I was trying to hang out with my friends, which was great. But the problem is, is that um, if I can be thoroughly honest, um, and again before I say anything, I love every single person I met. Everybody was great. I love them to heavens a bitsy. But I'll also say that like there's that there's you know there's always that group of friends that kind of like go off and do their own thing, and it's always nice to see them again. But they already have their like main click, and then you start feeling that oh I guess I'm not part of that main click, and so it, it kind of felt like that was happening. Right. And while that's great for them because they're doing better now and all that sort of stuff, so awesome. And I wish them the greatest success in the world. Um. Because of that, it was just kind of like that, even though I was making new friends, um, it wasn't that same feeling. Um, there were some friends that I got to see a lot of, and it was awesome, and I loved it, and I met new friends with that, but it was just kind of like, it was just not the same feeling. Yeah. And it's just like, so the friend count kind of went, not friend count, but the friend emotion kind of went down, the whole uh, panel stuff was just not there anymore, and I just, by the final day, I was kind of like... When VidCon ended the last time, I was like, oh, man, I wish we had, like, four more days. I wanted to go to Disney World. I wanted to see everybody again. It was great. This time around, I'm like, when VidCon was over, I was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not want to go yeah. to Disneyland. Did you get some vacation fatigue? Uh, no, because that was only the third day of my vacation. Oh, man. And so I was just like, so it wasn't that. It was just like, VidCon, I'm I'm, I'm going to, I'm kind of, I'm done. I mean, it, I wonder how much of that is, like, you know, we're, we're closing down. The channel, like you're moving on to something new, so it's almost like a, you know, you're going to like a YouTube conference as you're like closing leaving. down. Yeah. So it's not exactly as pertinent anymore. It's not like oh, I need these things for this stuff I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's maybe a little part of it. And it, it is, but the but the major reason I wanted to go back was because of the friends, and also right. because of um at least again going into VidCon was the friends and also even though I'm not doing a YouTube channel anymore does that mean that I won't in the future and I also sure. want to stay and I always want to stay connected to YouTube as far as what are they doing what is the creators trying are thinking mm-hmm. um what type of new stuff are they doing because also on the side I am going to be a developer right like I want to be a producer yep. so eventually in the future maybe there's going to be talent there that I really like and maybe want to develop a show maybe I hear an interesting story I've heard interesting stories um I don't think enough for me to want to write a show about it but you never know like what will inspire you so right. meeting creators still um meet, getting new ideas from people and i thought that those panels at the time i just really thought i was gonna keep learning new stuff like it would be the same level of half good half not mm. and when i looked at the schedule this year i was like oh yeah check 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 all this is gonna be great and then when i went to all of them i'm just like i know all of this or when they actually spoke about the certain issues i was just like it's not getting deep enough and i don't mm. know i don't necessarily know the question to ask that i want but it's kind of like i want to go in there and then you tell me something i don't know yeah. as opposed to something where i'm like i have a question about this subject specifically like it was just more of like give me something i don't know and it was more of like blah answers right. as opposed to um it was a q a but it was in essence just kind of like softballs uh, so it still felt like and then when it went to the audience there were a couple of hard questions that were interesting for the most part it was like fan people like uh, asking like when you did this video I really like this sort of thing how did you get that idea from it's like 
okay, fine, but it's not really getting me there. Um, it was there was one panel that was interesting that talked about um going from the YouTube world into the te television world. That was actually very interesting. Um, because the guy who produced for Miranda Sings also did the show on Netflix, and so it was interesting seeing that differentiation. Oh, differentiation. Yeah. Um, and then um the guy, his name's Charlie from Britain. He's really popular. I keep forgetting <gasps> his name. Oh, oh, Charlie's so cool. Like, he's ginger. No. Very much. Charlie not. is so cool. Like, no, no, no. He has glasses. Uh, he has spiky hair, brown. Um, he's very British. Very oh, British. no, um, not the person I was thinking of. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, he he also he's a YouTube personality that's currently creating a miniseries for a TV show. So like that that was actually really interesting. But be, and I also learned a lot about um, different ways for YouTubers to think outside the box as far as I'm um, getting people to watch their stuff. Like for example, um, I never thought about this, but like doing events. Maybe that's more of what yeah. I mean. Just events where if you do if you have a cooking channel, actually like start teaching a cooking class and actually bring people like. So like non YouTube, so like not on YouTube events. Yes, yes, uh, and like like um, this girl started just doing cooking classes, and then she it branded out into into a cooking conference, and so like dang. it grew from like a group of twenty people to like two hundred and fifty, wow. and then those people eventually like over like a couple years, and then those people obviously tell other people about the conference, and it just grows, and along with that, not only are you building a brand, and I'm mean, sorry, you're not only building a channel, you're building a brand, right. um, and so and you also build yourself as, up as an expert as well, and so right. that's a long term game, but it is a game, so like I. I didn't even think of like those type of things those type of ideas were really interesting and i really like that um it's just things i have never thought of having a press kit uh having a media press kit um makes you come off maybe when you're small a little bit too precocious but um when you are getting to that level of subscribers like people with 10,000 subscribers people who have that get significantly more jobs significantly more advertisers than than those who don't because they are ready they are prepared they're ready to go and then when you start doing that for a couple like a year or two then you use those testimonials and add them to your press kit so other advertisers go like oh other advertisers have done this with you I can now understand what we how to work with you because a lot of the things is that advertisers want to work with you. They want to work. They just have no idea how to do that, yeah. and they don't know who to go. What's more effective? So sometimes it is the YouTuber going out to them, like literally having that free month on LinkedIn where it's a premium, where you get a free month where you can message anyone. Just taking that month and literally just cold emailing everybody that you can. But this guy did like uh, seven emails a day for a month. And he said, like, maybe only four, or sorry, four is how he ended, well, the advertising ended up for, but, like, maybe less than 10% actually replied back to him, but he ended up getting four. And that's enough, because then you build your press, cast, uh, press, press kit, kit. Um, you get the four testimonies, and you put that in, and then you show it to other advertisers, going, like, hey, we've worked with other people before. Right. Right. Um, this is how we do it. And they go, oh, all right. And so, um, long story short, VidCon, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do it next year. But the other upside of it, of it is I live there now. Yeah. So when I, my friends come down, I don't have to spend 150 bucks to see them. I'll just see them after the conference every day if I wanted to. Yay. Are you excited about living in L.A.? Um, I mean, it's not L.A. It's Anaheim. So it's just, it's not the same. I know. Um, And the area that I looked around in, it's not anything exciting. Um, But, but... I went when I was down there. So when I went down there, um, so after VidCon, so I explained it to the people. Um, I looked for houses, um, uh, trying to get apartments down there to see um, what fits my budget and everything. Um, and it was interesting because I'd never. Uh, the only apartment hunting I've ever done is in New York, where it's like house to house to house to apartment to house to yeah. apartment. Um, but it wasn't actually dealing with like an at like what you would see like 
a, a apartment that also is a leasing office. You know what I mean? Like that type. Oh, of that's what my apartment yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, see, I've never done that. So it was also mm. really cool to get like people court you. Like we have a two bedroom and two bath, and it is one thousand square feet, and it is beautiful, a beautiful oh, yeah, view of yeah. the vista. And I'm just like, Ooh. that's what I did, that's what I did out in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it and it's a lot nicer than doing it out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I mean. Unless you have a scenic view of New York City, like the Manhattan skyline, like it's not the most. Yeah, the best way to get a Manhattan skyline is to live in Brooklyn or Queens. Yes, exactly. Um, Or Jersey City. I lived there. Or Jersey City. I lived there. How was that? It was great. I actually loved it. All right. Yeah, I know there are parts of it that's not great. I lived in the really great part. I was literally a block away from the mall, a block away from the store, um, and a block, two blocks away from the park. And How my, close we do to the path? Oh, like it was like a... I walked across the mall and I was there. Like maybe four minutes, three minutes. It was nice. it was closer to walk from there to the path than it is for me to walk. To the subway? To I the believe subway that. Here. Yeah. You also live deep in a borough. Like... I live deep in a borough. You live deep in a borough. Oh, me? Like now. Yeah, yeah. true. But um, I would say, yeah, my, tra- my train um, would probably be quicker. From Jersey City. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd also be paying for two trains. So yep. I sure. did not like that very much, which is why I moved. Um. Anyway, but Jersey City, dope. Like, if you lived in the right part of the city, it is great. I, I loved it a I lot. I know people who live in Hoboken, and it's super cute, and it's really nice. And honestly, it costs the exact same as living in New York. So mm. I don't quite see why you would live in Jersey. Because it's all a bunch of uh, college you- kids are there. No, it's um the Hoboken? Hoboken is all sales guys and fight eye guys who just take the bus from its 15-minute bus into downtown Manhattan. I literally, like, the whole selling point is that, like, everyone that graduates from NYU and, uh, what's the face, uh, Columbia, all moved to Hoboken. That's, oh, like, the I whole only thing. know Friday guys and families. That's yeah. who I know who um, live in Hoboken. Oh, like, it's, like, a giant pocket of, like college recently graduate people like living there oh, see, maybe, I, the I, I, maybe the fight eye guys are the people who they recently graduated be. maybe that's 100 possible but um i know like a lot of my uh the couch surfing friends like they complain about it all the time like oh these college kids still being college kids even though they're adults it's like yeah because you're yeah, in jersey it's new york yeah it's like it's no because you're in jersey <laughs> anyway, but anyway i digress um and so i was looking for apartments and all that sort of stuff um and so because of that i also got to go to chapman and so yes nice. the area there is not the greatest but but Oh my goodness, the the school, um, Chapman University. The school I'm going to is the college is the Dodge College of um yeah, of me, uh, media arts. I think that's what we call it, right? Yeah. Um, I, I could be wrong. Uh, like media and film and media arts probably. Um, that building is great. Yeah. I love it so much. It is so cool. You have five studios, five state of the art. Like, Paramount can come out there and shoot there. That's how good the studios are. Studios. Um, you can rent out all these different cameras, which are pretty, like, professional grade, all of them. Um, I mean, not all of them. Most of them. I'm sure that they have cheaper ones for people who are training or whatever, like when you're a freshman. Um, as a graduate student, I'm going to be working. Um, the way it will work is that my freshman year, I'm going to work with uh, kind of the way the system is, is that I, as a producer, will work with a director and a writer um, from the screenwriting program and the directing program. Um, my As a first year, I will work with, I believe, third year screenwriters and second year directors. Um, and we will produce a film together and then like it rotates every semester. So then like mm-hmm. they literally come to our class and they pitch us their ideas and then that they had like m- um, marinated from uh, the year before. 
I used the word wrong anyway. Um, but I think marinated is the correct term. Okay. Um, that they figure out the before. If they come to us, they pitch their story and then um, their whole thing. And then for us, the producers, after hearing all these stories, we'll go like, I like that one. I want to produce it. Uh, and then we have meetings or we have like a, you know, wine and dine type stuff. And they go like, I, I'm better than that producer because I was in business school. What did oh, they so do? So you have to pick them and then they have to pick you because right. probably well, it's gonna the fit. best ones that, you know, yeah. multiple people want. Right. Yeah. Because they don't know who's the be- I mean, it, the cool thing is that they don't really know who's going to be the better producer. But right. so it's really us trying to fight for the to produce the best idea. Yes. Or if we have an image of, hey, with a budget, because we actually are given real money as a budget um, to create these movies. And so it's kind of like, okay, I have a creative way of how we can do all these sort of things and they hear which one's the best blind and for you that's yeah. i have a degree in business so i know how to budget properly in the way to get you what you want yeah that's um, a good edge yeah gotta, gotta um, it is it is really good apparently it's like oh that's so good um if the guy uh, the alumni when i was yeah. talking to them they're like oh hell yeah people will like you i'm like yeah i haven't done business in four years but yeah <laughs> um but i was like if i understand accounts li- uh, plus equals liabilities plus wow Oh, uh, stockholders, equity. Um, but anyways. <laughs> so, you don't need to know that for this, but... For that? Yeah, actually you, you know what stockholders' equity Oh, is? I guess, yeah, equity, you wouldn't really need that. No. But uh, it, actually, it, no, technically it would be because equity... No, you do. Because assets are what you end up buying, but the debt plus equity, equity would be the school giving us the money. Oh, I meant stockholders, but yeah, I guess in this case, it's also in the future, you will have, you are the stockholder as the producer. You are right. the one putting the exactly. front of the money. In front of money, right. And then the debt would be whatever we end up buying, and that will equal the amount of assets that we have. Yeah. Um, which could be zero, but um, it... You know, it has to balance. You're out. gonna use all these skills. Yes, is anyway. what we're saying. yeah, yeah. Anyway, everyone just turned it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody was just like, "Business, this isn't business podcast." Um. So anyway, so um, and so I'm, and then my second year, I think I will be the experienced one, and then we'll hear like pitches from like I think younger directors. Hmm. Um, but I think the same level of screenwriters, I actually believe. But anyway, whatever. But um, the whole thing is that they're all usual films, but they just this year had their first TV production, and so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be that nice. guy. Yes. It's gonna be great. Um, so um, oh, the building's so cool. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and, but the surrounding area is like, eh. Like, I I went to Indiana University, and the beautiful thing about that is that, like, not only is the campus beautiful, which Chapman is also very, very beautiful as well, um, just ridiculously smaller than IU, but IU, it does a good job of having the school, like, you don't really know when IU begins and ends, because it integrates so well with the community like bloomington is a college town unlike how south bend is not a college town for notre dame um yeah it's because like bloomington wouldn't really like it'd just be another drive-through tiny little town without except for iu yeah well yeah i know south bend had its own thing too but yeah like but notre dame and south bend or for me butler and and indianapolis like it was was a remove you're in a bubble right um, oh yeah, New Haven and Yale is like but, that. But I would imagine like that's or, actually what you're going to is something like New Haven and Yale. Uh, that or like um, Eugene and or um, Oregon probably. No. Probably. Well, yeah, you could tell where it ended. Yeah. Um. Um. And so the yeah, like IU, like it always seemed bigger than it actually was. Right. Chapman is like, I drove and I was like, oh, this is Chapman. <laughs> like it was just kind of like hitting a wall, and I'm like, oh. I guess I'm here now. Um, it's just, yeah, it was school, just really a school in a city. It makes sense. Well, it's not in a city, though. It's like, I would say, like, it's just smack dab in a random suburb. But probably. Anaheim has more going for it than just this school. And Anaheim is, yeah, a suburb of L.A., basically, right? Um, I wouldn't even say it's a suburb. I mean, it, it's... 
LA like is so spread out. I feel like it's eating all the surrounding I, I, areas I, anyway. I, but I mean, out of like out of all the places, like you know Santa Monica, but like Santa Monica is like really LA or like uh, Venice. Oh, Venice. Is Venice Beach of, is kind of far, I guess. No, but, Venice like, is in LA. I visited LA and I went to uh, Venice Beach. Okay. Like, so it's in LA. so like Anaheim. When you get to Anaheim, like. It's it it's its own right. thing. Like I mean, sports teams are their own thing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just kind of it's it's kind of like um, how in America, San Francisco. No, sorry, it's kind of like different. San Francisco and Oakland. Like when you really, if you've never been there, you you would assume they're just different cities. But then when you go there, you're like you're literally like just across of a train track. Like that's literally it. And I would say LA and Anaheim are similar to that. All right. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It, it's um, I like Anaheim's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Um, but it's just also like if I can just drive up to LA. Yeah, and that's really I think the, what's gonna help out in the long run. Right. Anyway, but the whole point is, um, love the campus, love the building I'm staying at. Uh, or sorry, the Dodge College, the Kisana community. Shrug, but it's fine because I'm gonna have friends. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have friends. Yeah. I don't know. Jeff. I'm so nervous. <laughs> if I can find friends across the country, you can find friends across the country. Yeah, but you're a hot guy. Everybody wants to. Oh, thanks. You're, you're much more personable than me. Yeah, I so. have to because I'm not as pretty. <laughs> That's the only thing I have. It's his birthday. I'm trying to pump him up. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played, Joe. Compliments for your birthday. Eat Compl- him up. Yeah. <laughs> One day only. <laughs> <laughs> One day only. Compliments for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and so, yeah, so that was my vacation. Um, and so uh, we're going to probably go to the next segment where I'm not gonna I'm going to stop talking and let these guys actually talk. Um, they're going to talk about the shows that they're watching and just one with the television podcast. This is Telemazing. And we're back for the television podcast. Uh, and so we're going to talk about, I was about to say, and we're going to go to Tim with news. Tim, no news? All right. So then let's talk about the shows that we're watching. Um, all right. So I'll go last. Tim, what shows are you watching now? Uh, really kind of boiled down to two of them. Okay. Uh, well, we've been gone for a while. So I had caught up. With the newest season of Doctor Who. Oh, so you're you're done. But I'm Doctor not Who. now. Oh, okay. Like I had a couple weeks ago. Got it. So I still got a couple more to catch up with. What but... episode are you on now? Ooh, I watched the. What's the uh, last episode you watched? Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. It may have been the Mars Queen. I may have one watched one more than that. Okay, so yeah, I'm going into the Mars Queen. Empress of Mars. She's not. Empress of Mars. Empress of Mars. Okay. Yeah, Empress, of, Empress Mars. of Mars. I'm going into Empress of Mars. Got it. Okay. Um, what are you thinking of the season so far? I like it. You like it? Yeah. I, I'm shrugging through I it. I mean, it was... So, oh, what, what's the episode after Empress of Mars? Oh, my God. I don't have them all memorized right now. Let's um see. I will say this, though, is around was... episode four... Um, Melissa actually finished the series. I finished the whole thing. She finished the whole thing. Because I, I do write-ups for it for Nerdophile, so if you want to know my opinions, go read it there. I'm also going to do the write-up for who the new Doctor is. Literally, after, like, as soon as this ends, yeah. I am... Um, yeah, we'll try to get it done as, as fast as... I literally... I don't care. I, I'm going to have it done. <laughs> Like, it's going to take me about 20 minutes to write my thoughts. Oh. Um, I, I'm, Not a lot of thoughts, then. Huh? I have a lot of thoughts, and they're all at exclamation points and um, capital letters. Uh, anyway, no, there is a dip in this season. This season starts out incredibly strong. It's actually, I think, some of the strongest seasons that Moffat has ever produced. And then it kind of dips down into some filler episodes that I think in the long run will actually be fine. But some of them, especially Empress of Mars, I was kind of disappointed. Oh, no, I watched one more than that. 
Because Empress of Mars is a Gaddis episode. That's the... And I just don't prefer Gaddis. That's like a personal mm-hmm. thing. So if you do like Gaddis, you'll like this episode. Okay. That's just me. But there is a dip in the middle of the season. And then there are some... Uh, there are some like themes that not even themes there's just some things that Moffat likes to do that keeps happening that I'm like why are you doing this this is ridiculous but the season ends well but yeah so I mean overall I'm very pleased with the season um the current season I don't like it I, I I'm not a fan <gasps> of it I, I I think that um Bill I wow. I I personally I'm just like I I'm okay with her I don't I think everybody's glaring love for her I don't I'm I not seeing her. it I when I see her I think of Rose and I did not like Rose what what yeah because like well, she's not like in she, love with the doctor she literally adds has not added anything to the doctor i disagree no she literally hasn't i have Mm -hmm. not seen an episode where she does something where the doctor goes you know what you are right i need to change the way i'm thinking about this as what amy has done as what donna has done martha kind of did but rose for the most part never did that she was just a nice little thing to who had a little other adventure that added to the story but didn't necessarily change a, a a thought process i have besides the only thing time that bill has done that is with the um the uh, I'm sorry, the the people, the pyramid people, monks. Yeah, the monks, and that one, and I did like the monk storyline. Um, and so that was the only time I'm like, all right, Bill, finally, I'm seeing something. But the my favorite episode so far has been the uh the one there in space. Um, where the, <gasps> oxygen, oh, the oxygen. Yeah. That one was great, but Bill didn't do anything the entire episode. She was used as a catalyst for the ending, but she didn't add anything, oh, which is how I feel about this entire. But that's also season. because you have to remember. I think what what I've loved about the season is we're back to having two companions. Yes. Like that's one of the major oh, that's, that's, strengths of this I'm season. I'm not a because, fan of the other guy because, either. <gasps> I love Matt Smith. Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas is a gem. I like him as an actor. When it was I just all, like this no, role. Just like, seems, this role just seems out of place. No, okay, because no, think about describe. it. Just think about it. You had Amy. Yeah. And Rory. Like yes. When it was both of them, that was when they were at their strongest because yes. they could play off each other yes. and with the Doctor, yes. and that's what you get more of here by having two companions. It's just that they aren't. So predictably linked, like right. Amy and Rory were. Right, and I, like, I think, and I think Matt Lucas. I'll give him the credit that his, what I am expecting from Bill, I am getting from him. My problem is that he, at least later on, he does get more involved, and so that's yeah. fair. Yeah, he's big um, time involved. He definitely does get more involved, and he does push the Doctor to certain levels, especially when he has that song uh, that um, when he was about to do his thing with um, the Master, and he comes up and he has that quote from um, River Song, which I was like, "This is what I want from Bill." Like, I know that Bill's not there, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the type of feeling I want for my companion. Hold on. So, I I guess I like Matt Lucas a little bit more than I thought. Okay, good. Matt Lucas is great. Okay, but what I like about Bill is what a great, refreshing companion she is after Clara. Because Clara was so... They had such a codependent relationship. Yes. And then the doctor had him ripped from her life. I'm like, I think the doctor has, like, is grieving in many ways when we meet Bill. Like, that's why he's in... He's grieving because you find out he has lost several friends over the past couple, however many years or times he's been at this university. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So by the time that it, it, it's almost like a Survivor War Doctor ninth thing, uh, where Rose comes in after the Doctor is in a grieving period, and right. Bill comes in when he's in a grieving period, which is why you might see that correlation. Mm-hmm. I see her more as a Donna companion, where they're just friends. They are friends going on this journey together. She has yeah. this bright-eyed 
you know, thing where she's like, I want to see this, I want to see this, that's great. But she also is bringing back his faith in humanity because repeatedly over this season, he puts big decisions on her because she is the human and she gets to speak. Right. Yes, he does. That's a little bit back to David Tennant a little bit. Well, uh, he didn't do that with Claire. This doctor in particular doesn't do do that. that. Yeah, Capaldi loves to, like his doctor is very much like, I am in charge and I do this. And which is what was so, which is why I was so frustrated with Clara as Clara imitated that aspect of the doctor Mm -hmm. where she was like, I get to do this because he can do this. And it's like, actually you can't do that because you're an idiot. That was a Clara thing. But Bill is, I think, bringing back his faith in humanity, his uh, love of humanity. And that is changing him for the better, which is also going to be a big deal in this Christmas episode. Yeah. I do think that, uh, not for Aaron, Billy is very much like Donna. Cause those are the only two that have not been in love, like romantically yeah. with yeah. a doctor. Yeah. And that's why Donna, I think is for many people been like super strong because she isn't, you know, falling all over him. And you know, he wasn't the hero. He wasn't the like love interest. It's just like, Oh, here's this, you know, actual like traveling companion yeah and we're just gonna go together it'll be fine and 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 just to make the final point because i we gotta move on but my i love donna but the difference between donna and bill is that yeah what you said about the the comparison between donna and bill is 100 percent accurate difference is that every single episode donna had a heavy hand on what the doctor did as far as not by happenstance but actually saying a little mini speech or one line of sentence that either changed the doctor's mind or made the doctor think about something differently. And I have not gotten it that often with Bill. And so... Yeah, I think it's also a difference in, like, you know... But her her role is is being done by own... I was going to say, but but also her role, Bill's role is, in essence, really Matt Lucas's role. Like, the way that we just came up with... Yeah, it's very much a trio. Instead of Bill. Yeah, it's very much a trio. Yeah, and that's why I guess I don't like that. Because I, I, I was under the impression of... Or maybe it's just the way I'm thinking. That Bill, being the companion that we are thinking, that we were told and all sort of stuff, I expect... Matt Lucas is... Uh, really, it should have been flipped, I guess, maybe. But it's Matt just Lucas that, you know... Be Bill, Bill, I think Bill, it's also Bill, the... Bill is, we gotta move on. Bill we gotta move on. Rory. We gotta move That's on. All. We gotta move Bill on. is Rory. Yeah, Bill yeah, is Rory. Yeah, and that, that, that's, that's disappointing. Like, that's just disappointing. I mean, they just flipped the, flipped the script. It's yeah, fine. It's just... It's just I, I'm just finding it disappointing. And that's all I'm saying. So, wait, is that it? Is that Doctor Who? Oh, also 30 Rock. I've never, really? I've never watched it straight through, and it's oh, one of Mariana's really? favorite shows. Oh, that's so So funny. that's the, like, okay, after watching Doctor Who, late at night, she's like, I might not make it through another episode, we switched to 30 Rock, and then she watches, like, four episodes because she loves it. But... Uh, <laughs> that's so great. How are you watching it? it? It holds up. Like Yeah. Because, like, great. I've gone back to watch some other older shows, and it's like, oh, man, these are too... Uh, uh, stuck in their time. Like, I can't watch Friends, and I can't, like... <laughs> Even, like, How I Met Your Mother is becoming a little harder to watch, some of the yeah. early stuff. But this one, like, still holds up. Yeah. Because it's all, I don't know, it's self-enclosed enough. It's not referencing a whole lot culturally as much. Or as, as, or really does. as depending on it. Like, they, they, okay, have, they throw okay, things okay. in, but it's not, like, super it's a thro- important. It's a throwaway line. It's not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. It's not a plot point. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. But I love Thunder Rock. It's really witty yes. um, and really smart as well for its time. Um, and so, that's Tim. Yeah. Um, I'm going to introduce um, the two new members of the team that just walked in through the door quietly, and it was beautiful. Um, we have um, Riley and Holly. What, what is your last name? I don't... 
Oh my gosh, you were at our wedding. You were in our wedding. I was in the wedding. I know. No, you know what? I only know A. That's all I know. Holly and Riley A. That's all I know. That's all you need to know. Exactly. So Mr. and Mrs. A. Perfect. And you know, and I'm always still Holly Herdin because just you know that's why I've known her for my. That's her name still on my phone too. Yeah. He hasn't changed it. But really? It's not. <laughs> it's not wifey emoji emoji. Come on. I I want to do that, but she's she's not about that life. <laughs> I'm not about wifey. Woman. Wifey. <laughs> I know somebody who literally puts best friend as the wife, and I was like, oh, that's oh, adorable. That's she's like, she goes, she hates it so much. <laughs> 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 it's like, but it doesn't matter what you want to my folks. <laughs> Um, oh, but anyway, and there's other jokes, but I'm not gonna go that far. Anyway, it's Riley and Holly. Um, I bet, um, Holly, we've known each other since, uh, freshman year of college. Um, I was the floor president. She was a random girl. I was like, you need to participate. And she, and I dragged her in her PJs to this random event and we were friends and then we became best friends when we took a trip to Chicago as a group. And That's so, right. Um, and since then we've been best friends and then he met this guy, um, our junior year and they got married last year. December. December? Yeah, 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 last year, 2016. Yeah. It's technically December. It feels like it was earlier than that. Oh, I mean, you guys, obviously you guys would know. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I don't it's know. Like, it was not in December. It was definitely in August. I remember. Because <laughs> I do declare. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, yeah, um, that's how I know Holly. And Holly is my best friend, and Tim is my best friend, and I'm freaking out because I have my two best <laughs> friends who have never met each other at all despite being an hour away. That's true. God. Just because I never visited IU. Because yeah. Tim's not a good Couldn't friend. Tim got a butler. Yeah. I had no car. There were buses! Why didn't we go visit him? I visited him. He visited time. me. Yeah. Why didn't you take me? Oh, that's on you. That's not <laughs> on me. No, I actually do really remember asking you if you wanted to come up and you had uh, like finals that you were studying for. Mm-hmm. Oh, so testing cool. finals. I do remember I do remember asking you once, but I'll, but every other time I did not. To be yeah. Fair. And I always told you you could have invited yourself. You invite yourself to like all the other things that I did. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to lunch. Can I come with you? I'm just going to the bistro. Oh, I, 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 I'm going to go too. I'm like, fine. You invite yourself to this self. <laughs> to the bistro, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, the bistro was a um, restaurant under our dorm that we went to, which no longer exists, which is sad. It exists on a different level. Yeah, it's on the upstairs level now. It's not the same. It isn't. Because it's Hoosier Cafe. It's now gone. <sighs> Okay. Um, anyway, so now that everybody now has left the podcast, um, Holly and Riley, what cho- TV shows are you guys watching? Is this Indiana well, now? Well, so it's I, different. I thought of something I want to talk about with TV experts. Sure. The new season of Rest Development that has been announced. Yes. Out. Have you guys talked about it? We have not talked no. about it. No. I'm I'm interested on in your guys' thoughts. I was not actually aware. Oh, that it was uh, coming back? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. coming back, and apparently they're going to try to fix some of the problems from season four by having Everybody. the whole ensemble yeah, interact right. more. Okay. Um, I am not excited about it. Just because... Did it break your trust? Well, it's not even the break of the trust. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, with the exception of Doctor Who, because I know you're going to say that if I say this, uh, ask this question, but name a show that was done, then came back and was still successful. Hmm. In the 100 years of family guy? family guy, oh, I was yeah, I say Family Guy. It's <laughs> true. One, fair. Um, there's your answer. 
You like shows that come back just don't. It's not the same. Something of a circumstance. Um, the reason why especially you got a second is time, right? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like second comeback. Right. Uh, medium. Uh, not Chuck. Uh, Heroes. Like Doctor Who is the other exception that did actually end up working. Yeah. Um, but also but those had twenty a long years time of, yeah. of, of, of difference. So it's just for me. It's like you always have that different edge because with Arrested Development, it was like they had constraints, they had pressure, and they still wanted to be themselves, but like they also had like these little things that they could do. And also it's broadcast, and so like you also have certain rules there. Like yeah. you're not cursing, so you're coming up with creative ways to say certain things. Like I blew myself. Like that's a like, classic line that made it on um, that meant something. But if you were on um, on Netflix season one, you probably would just say like be flat out over sexual. When you came to Netflix that fourth season, it was like they went. It wasn't that those jokes went too far, but they didn't land as much because they weren't as clever. Mm. And I feel like that's the problem with shows that come back it's always that it is a different element because now it's popular so we're going to use that popularity to then become even better with a bigger budget with more guest stars with all that stuff but then the thing that made it great kind of goes away for me personally Arrested Development I'll, I'll watch it yeah. I'm still going to watch it um, yeah. but um, I am very much not optimistic about it I don't know I guess I'm an eternal optimist Good. I'm kind of excited for I and hopeful. Yeah. Because I think the main problem was the episodes that focused on a single character. You missed all those interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I don't know. I thought the writing of season four was, you know, it was good. It was different. It was good. I, th- I think, you know, the jokes landed, but since you had to focus on one character at a time, like... Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. almost like you got to watch the first, you know, seven episodes before you're you're laughing. Yeah, that makes well, sense. I think right? they wrote yeah. the, that season to binge. Like they, that yeah, was yeah, the first you have TV to. Shows right. where they like you they have knew. To. Yeah, because I loved it when it happened, but I literally watched the whole thing in one day. Like my friends and I planned a day, and so we got all the jokes within twelve hours because we watched twelve hours worth of TV. But if you spread it out. The way it was originally, you know, written to be, it was not. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And also I've heard that if you actually watch the episodes in the, because it does jump around in that season, but if you watch it in the order, the chronological order, it is better, apparently I've heard. I, I heard someone uh, edited the season to make the them, whole season yeah, to, to make them that. like, basically like the original series and they, so like they mixed, mm-hmm. you know, so you get multiple characters in one episode right. and they edit it down to like 23 minutes right. each episode. Um, honestly, I hate when people do that. Because that's a giant disrespect to the people who created it. I don't mind if you watch it out. Of, I don't mind if you watch it out of order, but like when you're literally editing it, I'm like, that's massively disrespectful. Unless and, it's How I Met Your Mother season finale, series finale, because that editing by fans was perfect. No. Yes, because that season. Ugh, it was disagree. That is a different it discussion. It was great. Yeah, that's a whole different. Thing. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> that actually, ironically, thing. my opinion about the ending of um, How I Met Your Mother was actually the most viewed page of the of ever, like ever, right. on my website. Like, yeah, like everybody came and just trolled, and I'm just like. <laughs> Look, that's my opinion. And some people back me, but for the most part, nobody agrees. No, I did not agree. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and that's fine. TV-based. And that is fine. That's the beauty of TV. You don't always have to agree. Anyway, so, now nah, that's my, my thought. Uh, and I guess no, I, I, I dipped it there. Polly doesn't care about Arrested Development. Oh, I love Arrested Development. But you don't care about the fifth season? <laughs> are you excited I, about it? Or are you just I, like, eh? Uh, yeah, okay, see, exactly. Yeah, it's just like eventually it just runs it. 
I'm yeah. excited, but I don't want to get my hopes up. Yes, see? Mm-hmm. I can't Ca- handle, I can't handle She's heartbreak. Cautious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it's like, you know, the adorableness of what? Uh, Michael Sarah's character and the, co- the cousin love story type thing. Yeah. Like, when they were younger, it was funny, but now that they're older, it's like, okay, now this is creepy. Yeah, it's lost its appeal. Yeah, and so, like, it's like that type of stuff is like, and there's still, like, a running gag of that. Um, it's just, it's, it's just different. It's just something different now. Um, if they maybe did a season four or five, like on Netflix, immediately after it got canceled by Fox, we might be talking about something completely different. Uh, but just yeah. because of that time, it's just it's weird. And because they're all Will Arnett is like his own person now. Like uh, Jason Bateman's a movie person now. Uh, Portia de Ro- uh, Portia she, de Rossi. I guess she doesn't really do much. But like yeah. she is she's her, just she's very brand. <laughs> yeah, but she's a brand. You know, um, Tony Hale is it's winning awards, Emmy awards. Yeah. Um, like they don't need this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which unlike Little Rose Development, like or uh, Jessica, Jessica Walters, Walters is still doing the voice on Archer. Uh, on Archer, but like before. Beforehand, she wasn't. I mean, I guess she was a Broadway person, right? I don't uh, know. No, oh. but she's in this echelon of like older women, like Betty White, her mm-hmm. uh, that just kind of people. Now that they're older, people are obsessed with. So like, she's not gonna have a hard time finding yeah. work. I guess for me, like a lot of the people that are there now, like they've done bigger things now, and then coming back to this is just weird. It's like Will and Grace, but the difference is Will and Grace, all those actors have not done anything significant. Yeah, no, I think that's actually so, gonna be really great. Yeah, so I think it's gonna I'm be really good. Excited for yeah, that. like I think that could be good because of that. Because but at the end of the day, it's also like. It could also be a desperate attempt because you're trying to you yeah. fail in your life. You're trying to go back, but I don't know. I'm I'm gonna watch. I think we're also in a world where we are more ready for Will and Grace to come back than Arrested Development to come back. Fair. It also because at that point, Will and Grace was uh, the whole gay lesbian thing was not 100 percent there yet as we are now. Right. We're, we're more progressive now than we were then. So I think those jokes will probably land a lot better. Are there actual shows that you guys are wa- that you guys that you're watching? We're watching The Walking Dead right now. Yeah. We're in season yeah. five. Catch up though, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. rewind back so we started... to like twenty fourteen. Okay, yeah, no. So all all spoilers, be careful. Oh no, like, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's like um there someone are zombies died, like, and then <laughs> it's like there's zombies and then It's hot because they're in Georgia, like <laughs> so always sweating. Always sweating. Always so sweating. Much, I want that one character dies. One of the, on the girl who played Andrea used to take a the Pilates studio that I worked at for a while. Really? She's interesting. Really? She's nice. I remember that was a story that she told me yeah. when she first started <laughs> She's out. nice. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think of... I mean, you guys are on season five, so, like, you guys are obviously enjoying this series. Well, well, it wasn't first, you know, love at first sight. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. You didn't like it at first? I thought the pilot was first, so good. It was. Oh. Yeah, the pilot. the pilot. Okay, okay, yeah. Season one, we liked a lot, I guess. But okay. but it, I wasn't ecstatic about it. I was just like, yeah, this is pretty good. I'll keep watching. Okay. Season, season two, two, we thought was horrible. Yeah, most people. That's what I've got stopped. Horrible. Every time I've tried was season, season two. two. The, yeah. the writing was terrible. It was like a Isn't melodramatic that soap they, opera. They switched showrunners. I think that's the that's next season. Who, oh, that's the next season. I, I thought that was season two. Um, I don't know, but I think that's after because after season two, that's when they went to the prison. And yeah, season, yeah, season three, three started. Yeah, and then they started. Season I mean, four, four is love good. season three. Love season four. Yeah. Yes, season three. Like right from the get go, the very first scene, you know, you can tell like 
the the writing so much better in that they can show more they without more yeah they don't more showing less telling but i think season two they didn't have a showrunner wasn't that it where they fired the showrunner halfway through cobbled together the rest of the season put it out and then got a showrunner for season three i'm know, pretty sure that's what happened that's believable off of yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean also that show has gone through a couple showrunners and so like it's yes. just kind of like uh, all, honestly though, i think feel like i'm wondering if season two might have also been affected by the writer's strike because didn't it come out right around oh you know no it wasn't that it was this it was the moment amc had um there was that one time where amc had no money right because they didn't realize they were going to have because at that time mad men was on and they were increasing budget and then they were getting breaking bad up there a lot of seconds of the walking dead and they literally were like we have no money for all of these shows and so like mad men had to take like a year and a half off yeah just for it to work and i think it was like i think it was a money issue that makes um, for sense. it and so but it worked out though because uh walking dead survived it just because it was always like a lead-in for breaking bad i believe I'm not 100 sure, but it was just like there was a lot going on. Yeah, like, yeah. AMC like produced. when when it's a really good problem where you're like we have too many successful shows. <laughs> what do we do? Um, but I think it was lit, it was a part of that whole thing because the uh, showrunner for Mad Men almost left because oh. because that was a whole deal like they were gonna shortchange the Mad Men budget and he was like no well then I'm gonna walk and they're like we don't know what to do with a slow channel like we don't want you to walk but. Uh, but and they were more likely to let the other guy in Walking Dead walk over uh, Mad Men because Walking Dead is what? Zombies. We yeah. can We can get good writers, but Mad Men is a specific vision. Yeah. So it's harder. And also yeah. Walking Dead has the uh, the comics to help it out a lot too. That's yeah. true. Um, and so th- it was more important for them to keep the showrunner for Mad Men because that was so, you know. And they wanted to end it properly. It makes sense. Anyway, sorry. I'm going on. But, um, but I'm glad you guys like uh, Walking Dead and catching up with it. Mm-hmm. I gave up after season four. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, like, uh, what, what, where are we? Middle of season five? Closer to the end, I think. End of season five. Yeah, season like, five's been a letdown at like since yeah, season disappointed. four. So it's, yeah. If you stopped at season four, you know, you didn't. Um, miss much. I mean, at least for uh, season five. Yeah. If I didn't care about Daryl so much, I would stop. <laughs> oh, Daryl! I love Daryl. Daryl, right? He's we great. We have a poster in my old house of Daryl. I we all had stopped watching the show, but we still we found ten dollars on the ground at Comic Con. Picked it up, bought a poster, walked out. Like within, this all happened within three minutes. We didn't say anything to each other. We just looked at each other, grabbed it, bought the poster, and ran. <laughs> and it's still in that apartment <laughs> four years later. All right, so podcast listener that lost their money at, at Comic Con. Now you know. Yeah, I know. it was in New York, it's Seattle. So people, yeah. Okay. I do. Um, but you did, um, and so and we have listeners all over the world, Melissa. We have somebody listening from Malaysia. Malaysia! That's my Instagram name. Oh. Well, now I know it wasn't Malaysia. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so, um, Walking Dead and uh, your interest in Resident Development. Any other shows you guys are checking out? Um, we, can, we keep up to date with Better Call Saul. Oh, right. That's right. I love Better Call yeah. Saul. I was... No, not nothing, for you. I have nothing. I never watched Matt, uh, Breaking Bad, thus I never... Wait, wait Okay, wait, I just not true. I watched the first... I watched the first... Uh, you didn't watch Breaking Bad? No, I watched, the, I watched the for, uh, season and a half of Breaking Bad, actually. How do you... So how did you stop? How do you have... Really? I, oh, it got so slow. I yeah, couldn't talk Oh, my God. I've tried... I tried two or three times to get through it. Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows in existence. I know. It's one of the best I get to fight through. The writing. 
to it's like, so pretty spectacular. The cinematography, the music, and apparently Everything. it's better the rewatch. Like my boyfriend is, has rewatched it, I think twice now, and every it's, everyone I talk to who rewatches it is like it's so much better the second time because you, you know. see the yeah. subtleties. I, I There's it, so though. much that goes into it. I think it also. Maybe when I'm older, well. I'll, I'll watch it again. But when I watch it, I just was not liking it at all. It was not a fan. Oh, you just man. broke my heart. And, 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 you know, like, and, you you I feel like you've also disqualified yourself from a TV anything. Uh, yes, you can. There are people who dislike Friends, dislike Seinfeld. You, dislike, you dislike Friends. I dislike Friends. I love. You Seinfeld. love Seinfeld. I but know. like, I mean, there are people who dislike top shows like Mash. At least back in the day, too. There are people. It exists. It, it's not in a vacuum. Like, what makes shows great? Yes, it's about. This how is what I do to Joe every time. Proud <laughs> <laughs> of every time because I know all of his favorites and his favorite. I know all of the buttons. <laughs> It's so unfair. I'm so glad I'm ending you now. No! <laughs> I'm glad I'm moving to the no! so nobody pushes my buttons You're going to miss me the most. Damn. Me That's... and Tim. I was going to say, like, oh, Well, obviously you're going to miss Tim the most, but uh, the, the correspondence, you're going to miss me the most. Uh, I'm going to miss Alex more. Shh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, now I feel bad. I'm sorry. It's just because she has a kitty cat shirt. Yeah, I know. She's really <laughs> obsessed with cats. It's, really um, great. it's, it's, it's actually almost concerning. <laughs> just a little bit. But we love her because of it. It's fine. Um, but, all right, so Better Call Saul. I, I, I honestly just don't know much about it. I watched a, a pilot episode of it, but mm-hmm. that that's about it. Um, the, I, I don't have much to say. I'm sorry. But I'm glad you're liking it. It's great. Yeah, a lot of people who like Breaking Bad have said, like, it's really good. Solid. Yeah. It's not Breaking Bad, but it's solid. And it's it's really fun to watch with a legal background, too, because right. you, you see things coming together, and I'm probably really annoying to watch it with, because I'm like, no. this is going to happen. You're, just, just wait. You're there helpful. <laughs> you're helpful, because, like, they say all these legal terms, I would have no idea. I would have to have my phone up Googling this, but you just tell me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that means. So maybe okay. that's why I love it so much. Well, mm-hmm. the writing's excellent, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that, that helps. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, though. Well, I hope that you like it Someone in Indiana's watching this and it's like, someone needs to look into all these guys. See if she has met any drug dealers. She said she They're really, going through my office right like, now. She said she sure. really, really loved Breaking Bad. Is it enough for, to motivate her? <laughs> um, and so, all right, well, then that's cool. Um, I'm glad that you guys are watching TV in general, to be honest. I'm just really happy that that's a thing. Yeah. And um, you listen to this podcast and watch television and you guys also watch all the shows that I recommend to you guys right no, no? That's okay. <laughs> it's fine it's okay um, actually the really cool thing about Holly which I haven't told anybody but um Holly actually invests in Telemazing like she's actually one of the Patreons um that supported me way Yay! back when and so she um and Riley and also Riley too Riley too um Riley well. didn't this yeah because I mean they are now one and so they it's a joint big account then Maybe. I don't know. I'm just pretending it is in my head. So, um, it's, you know, she's been there since day one, so she doesn't have to watch a damn thing if she doesn't want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> she like supports me. <laughs> she supports me in the best way possible, which is making, giving money. us money so we can buy the microphone, so I can buy the camera, so I can have um, people come here and uh, help us out. We're so. taking these with us when we leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, don't, you didn't pay that much. <laughs> but, um, no. And I think it's, uh, you know, with television coming to an end, I don't think it's uh, inappropriate to say thank you to you guys. Um, because it acts like you guys don't, I think you guys don't understand. And Tim also, like, he also donates as well. And But I tell him I love him all the time. But because you were here. And my father. And, and his dad as well, um, who is always been a, a motivator for me as well, as far as working hard. But um, 
I, just telling you to your faces that, you know, you guys supporting television, yeah, you're part of a group, but we can't do most of the things that we do without you guys, without any of our Patreons as well. Um, and so you guys being there for me for the last two years just is a testament to our friendship, um, obviously, but just also how you are as a human being in general. It's just great. And so I wanted to take the time off the podcast to let you do. people around the world let them know that Holly Rodink, oh sorry, Holly A, Mrs. A, um, is dope and great. And I just want to tell you about that. I, I truly, truly do love you guys and appreciate you guys so much. And so, yeah. Well, we're we're glad that you you're doing this. You know, I, I like to tell people about telemedicine, and yeah, it's just awesome. You should tell people I have successful friends, <laughs> successful yeah. and interesting right? friends. Successful and interesting. So friends. I get a benefit out of this. Yeah. And so you guys know, like, we're gonna keep doing the podcast, keep doing the website. So it's just the videos that are ending. So you guys can still invest in telemedicine. You guys don't have to take your money away. <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing that 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 little softball over there. Anyway, um, and so. Um, and then we're going to go to Melissa. What TV shows are you guys are you watching? Uh, I've binged a bunch of shows recently, so I watched all of Glow on Netflix. I just finished it last I night. I loved it. It's actually really, I really good. Really liked. Did you guys have you watched it? We want to. I yeah, loved yeah. it. We haven't yet. Um, okay. I thought it was really fun. I love it's. Uh, I my boyfriend was like, should I watch it? And I was like, it's like Orange Is the New Black, but with female wrestling. So yeah. if you like Orange Is the New Black, you'll the beginning of the Orange first is the season. New Black. Then you'll love this. But like Allison Brie is great. Uh, Betty Gilpin is a flipping gift in everything she's in. What she was? Uh, she's in. She's one of the. She's in American Gods. I'll just say that. I don't know what character is she in Glow. In Glow? Oh, she's um, Liberty Bell. Oh, she is phenomenal. I don't know where she's been. I don't either. Because she did this in American Gods. And I was like, where have you been this whole time? Because I love, as soon as I saw her in American Gods, I was like, new favorite. And I found out she was in Glow. And I was like, watching the crap out of this. And it's great. There is a scene where she, like, obviously I've watched a lot of TV shows, obviously, at this point. So you get different types of styles of acting. Um, and one of my favorite things about act- are actors who can do in, uh, idio sequences incredibly well. Like, the way she, when she's having an uh, argument with her husband, it's like, she transitions really fast from, like, arguing to with her husband to, like, taking care of a kid. And, like, the little idio sequences that she does in between that transition to get to, like, really angry, but can you please do that? Like... She is such a great, my new actress. I do not know where she's been, but she needs to be in everything. everything. She's <laughs> so good. She can be the new doctor, for the, like, no. honestly. Because like, I, I think the doctor should always be British. That's me. Mm, I don't yeah. think it. I think they. That, that they, is a given. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, that's a Much, given. I, honestly, you know I think James Bond should always be British too. But that's that's a different that's a different podcast. You know what? That I'm okay with an exception. Liberty Bell. She's she so good. Be she is so I'm good. I'm fine with it. Um. Anyway, but so yeah, I watched well, that. Watch it. It's so 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 good. The uh, beginning. It started off rough for me. It starts off rough for me. But it started then, off a little rough, but it wasn't it, like bad. It was like just right. oh, like this is kind of like quirky and fun, whatever. And yeah. then like once you get. Like two or three, and you're like, "What is gonna happen to everybody?" Exactly, exactly. it's really good. It's Car- really, really. Carmen, really good. Carmen, the girl who plays Machu Picchu. Yeah, she's my new favorite. She's so oh, wonderful. she has like the brightest smile at every scene she's in. I'm like, more of her. <laughs> I'm so happy. They're all great. It's, great. it's all great. Uh, so I've watched that. It's like Orange is New Black, except it's positive. Finally, I actually have not watched news. the latest season of Orange is the New Black. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm going to watch it either. No. I haven't watched... Uh, I'm not watching Kimmy Schmidt either. I just finished that series, uh, that season too. I it just, was a disappointing season. It's not me. for me anymore. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, but I did... Okay, so... I just finished Stranger Things yesterday. 
Really? I binged it in three days. It's so mad. So good. good. I loved it. I watched it all in the daytime. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the daytime. Literally, I was watching like the second to last, no, 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 like the fourth or fifth episode, and I was cleaning my room at the same time, and my light bulb turned off, and I was not happy. Oh, no. I changed it. It's all fine. I was not. Anyway, so I finished all of that. Loved it. Very excited for October for the new season. And then I was on, a, I, w- I went to Spain for a couple, for like two weeks. And then on the plane ride back, I was flying British Airways, which means they had all the British TV, which means I watched the entirety of Broadchurch season three. I don't recommend doing that. It was really difficult. Okay. So is I, it as good? I... That was my real concern. I'm like, it's kind of like that storyline has ended from the yes. first two seasons. So like them moving on, is it good enough for me to I to loved it. it. Okay. I loved it because they kind of, it's a different crime. Yes. It's a different town that the, the oh. crime takes place in because this, they're the Wessex police. So they have a bunch of townships to take care of. And the first two seasons just happen to focus on... The one that is personal. Right. Well, yeah, they focus on the personal ones. This one is a different township, but it's still like... People they kind of know, people they uh, have interacted with. Lenny Henry's in it. And if you don't know who Lenny Henry is, just look him up. He's a big, well-known British comedian. He's so good in this show. He's done a lot of dramatic work recently, and he's wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed it. Once again, I binged watched the whole thing. And it is a very difficult topic and a very difficult thing to binge watch. Mm Uh, but it just happened that I had seven hours and it hasn't premiered in the U.S. yet. So I was like, I'm going to watch this entire thing. David Tennant, still an absolute gift. Olivia uh, Coleman, still absolutely Always wonderful. Um, the Latimer family is still there, oh, okay. even though it's not about their kid anymore. And you get to see, because this season takes place three years after the first season. Okay, so there's been time. Yeah, there's been time. It's it's like a nice wrap-up epilogue to this town. And okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, that's good. All right, good. Again, I want to watch it, but I was like, I'm going to set myself up for disappointment. I also love, like, Law & Order SVU, and, like, I love those kind of crime shows and those okay. long-term, like, so it was right up my alley. All right, cool. Um, And so, for me, so we talked about Glow. I talked, We just talked about Unbreakable Kimmy I just finished that. Um, I am also really into, um, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Um, I'm getting real, I love Adam Ruins Everything as on True TV. Um, it's one of my uh, favorite shows. Uh, Holly and I actually talked about this off air um, yesterday um, a lot. And I, I'm still fascinated by all the things that they talk about, like the things that you learn, the things that you don't even think about thinking about. Um, and it's just the idea that they always have the sources. But then I was talking with Holly with one of the topics, and she was just like, uh, no. And so like, and then she pretty much like, gave like her side of it, and I'm just like, sometimes you watch these shows, like you watch something like National Geographic, and you just go... Well, of course they're right. They did the research. They have the sources. These are all right. But, but there's sources for both sides. Yeah. And so it's just like, I never, you never really think about that when Lawyer. you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> you never really think about like when you're watching a TV program, you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Unless you're viewing it from the other side, you're just always like, that's so interesting. I didn't know about this. And then you go like, why don't we, this is so obvious. Why didn't we just do this? It just seems so simple and straightforward, like global warming. And you go like, uh, and Ollie kind of just like turned my head and pivoted and was like, but this. And I'm just like, but, but, but mandatory minimums are, are bad to show to me, so. And so I'm just like. So mandatory minimums what? Uh, there was an episode about, um, they say it right? Mandatory, mandatory minimums? minimums? Yeah, um, um, when you are caught with a drug 
Um, oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So they did an episode about the police, yeah, uh, prison they, Yeah, prison. Uh, it, was, it was actually an episode about drugs, um, and actually how the D.A.R.E. program was horrible and like yes. all that type of stuff. Right. And then um, the next episode, because she got caught with the drugs that she was taking from students, and then so she went to jail, <laughs> and so the next episode was about jail. So, and then, because she, um, one of the girls, uh, she got out, but one of the girls that she became an inmate friends with when explaining the whole jail thing, um, was getting her next, was just brought in, and so the next episode was about the court system. Oh, that's uh, the legal cool. system. And so, like, it, w- they do a very good job of, like, having a linear thing, but they also have one-offs. Like, the, the next episode after that was about being green and how our vision, how our thought process of being green is actually horrible. Yeah. Um, w- w- like, for example, if you are going green, let's say you want to get um, vegetables because you think that that's um, more natural, it doesn't matter because the amount of time to process, the amount of time to drive and all that sort of stuff actually made it worse than had you actually gotten it from, let's say, something that's processed. Yeah. So it's actually like really interesting where you go like our it's not our personal carbon footprint that's actually being affected it's everything else like yeah cars would be nicer but like the like change electric car everybody goes like that's gonna be so green it's actually way worse because a lot of the um, power plants that you'll be getting those charges from are from coal and so that actually would make the carbon footprint significantly worse than it is at least starting off maybe later when the battery lives are a little bit longer. It would probably be more sufficient, but starting off is going to be dreadful and way significantly worse. And so it's just like, I thought hybrids were better. And it's like, it, and also the uh, if you buy a new car, that actually is also worse because the carbon footprint to have to produce those cars. So it's actually better for you if you want to actually save the planet. You shouldn't buy a new hybrid. You need to actually buy a used car. Is actually going to save more on your carbon footprint than actually buying a new. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like those type of that type of thinking is like, you th- people who think they're going green is actually like or the common conceptions of it are actually, like, way worse off than the other one. Well, because isn't that all lobbyist and marketing? Um, yeah, and that's, uh, and actually they make a joke about that yeah. in, um, the drug one, where they go, and of course, when there's an easy way to manipulate people, you know it is a large business, and then you have this large company come in, like, and that's the thing, they also do these, like, really cheesy, but they know it's cheesy, like, reenactments, which like, are, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, yeah, yeah, very tongue-in-cheek. It's really funny. Anyway, I'm really, really into it. They just, um, their new season just got released, and they talked about, um, pregnancy. Oh, cool. Um, and the um, common misconceptions about that, which are, like, the idea of formula and breastfeeding. I'm actually talking about, like, why there's a debate when they're like, there shouldn't even be a debate. You do whatever is right with your kid. Yeah. Because both ways are equally fine. As long as it's good for your kid. As long as it's good for your kid. Because, like, they talk about formula. Like, everybody goes, like, it's so bad for you. It's like, you realize formula actually saved babies when they first created this. Like, people are, babies are alive because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, and breastfeeding, like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, who cares? Well, and some babies won't do it. Have you read Tina Facebook book about this? She has a whole chapter on it. On how her daughter would not do it it. so if there wasn't formula she was not gonna be and like people make you feel like less of a woman it's like Mm -hmm. no my baby literally just doesn't this is not happening right and um, at the end they talked about um, I'm gonna get this wrong like the postnatal depression yeah oh I Um, haven't watched that one yet I've been seeing it scroll through my Facebook yeah that's um, the last segment of it and it is so postnatal depression is real it is terrifying I like about Adam Moon's everything is like they definitely do the tongue and cheek cheek stuff but they can get very serious and they talked about that and about like if you don't love your baby right away it is okay it is not the end of the world you can grow in love with it this whole perception this media perception about when you're born you have this baby and you will fall in love with it is a la-di-da it's 
fantasy. Like, it can happen, but if it doesn't, it's okay. And people take that, they don't realize that they're going through postnatal. Yeah. And really, the best postpartum, way. Postpartum, it's called postpartum. postpartum. I'm sorry, postpartum depression. And the best That's not. Part, and the best part of. I don't know. I'm, I, well, no, because natal is when it's like, it's, a, oh, it's like just born, but partum is the separation, and you're not, your depression is from the separation and the hormones. Like, like people don't realize how many hormones are running through you when you're pregnant and after you give birth. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm actually kind of terrified of ever having a child because I'm just, like, because socially, like, people don't understand things. And the, the there's so much coming at you. And it's, like, people, it's insane. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and so, anyway. But, like, that was, like, a side of things I didn't even know about. And just the way they broke it down was so... Um, yeah, how you save this? Yeah, get a psychologist, but also just talking it out. Because if you're talking with your husband, maybe he can get that too. And so just talking about it makes you both feel better. And eventually it's short term if you talk about it. But if you don't, it can lead to worse things later on. Which, yeah, are there many court cases about that? Right, exactly. And so like it was just like one of those things that just was like... It was really cool. Like, I just love that it brings out certain things that either A, a common conception that they just destroy, kind of like Mythbusters used to do, but also bring up things that you don't even think about that you go, oh, we need to be aware that this is a thing that happens. Like the D.A.R.E. program was actually at, incur- more encouraged. There were more kids who did drugs because of the D.A.R.E. program than without. Um, like, oh, I'd never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like an abstinence program where they would like say no, but they didn't really teach you anything. No, no, no. They taught you stuff. They teach you the Pacific drugs and what they did. And that actually encouraged kids to well, want to do like, like oh, a menu okay. at a restaurant. Like, hmm, I like, think the side effects of that. Pretty when much, I did Tara uh, in was, fourth grade. It was grade. supposed to scare you away, but it actually made kids more curious, so it actually was worse. And the worst part about it is that in 1992 and 1994, uh, they actually did a uh, research, uh, like how effective the program was doing, and actually proved that it was doing horrible things. But then lobbyists made it, like, scared them away, like made them have to... take away the study so that they can continue doing there. Which was just like, what? Like, what's this word coming to? Anyway, but it's just really cool. They have one about glasses. They have one about malls. They have one, like, it is so cool. I love this show so much. There should be more episodes. They should be up for Emmys. It is so cool. I love it. And that's, that's it. Those are all the shows I'm watching. All right, we're going to be done. We're going to go to the next segment. I'm just one with this Amazing podcast. This is Amazing. And we're back with Tell Amazing Podcast. I'm with Tim, I'm with Holly, I'm with Riley, I'm with Melissa. And we're going to probably not hear anything from Holly and Riley for a while because they're probably going to check it. But this is the part where I'm going to let Melissa um, talk about... Uh, oh, so by the way, spoiler wall. If you do not want to know about the next Doctor who's coming up, um, this is the last segment. We're literally going to say goodbye after this. So um, we will have our podcast next week. Um, that's about it. Uh Goodbye. You, you, I was gonna say see you in uh, see you next week. Bye. Um, you you know these two. I was gonna say Tim and Melissa. You know where you can find them. You've listened long enough. So, yep. uh, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Spoiler wall. The new doctor. The new doctor is really. She's out. It's out. It happened. Oh I'm so gosh. excited. Oh my god. I wanted to talk about this so, when I brought up Bradchurch earlier, but Joe yeah. said we had to put up a spoiler wall. So yes. you're welcome to all these people who turned the podcast so, off. So just so you know, because you guys have probably everyone known this for 24 hours, we literally watched this 10 minutes before we started the podcast, and yeah. I I was flipped. on my way to Brooklyn, refreshing my phone on the train. I almost texted you <laughs> instead of saying I'm downstairs, being like, "This is the new doctor." 
there. I didn't. You're also very lucky that I didn't just scream it on the phone. Yes. I was respectful. Because I, <laughs> but also, if you screamed on the phone, I probably would not have known. Like, by name, I would not have recognized it. I would have been like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Don't know who that is. But then when I... But seeing it was just... Yeah, you should have the link to that video in the show notes because oh, it was cool. good. I'll put the link in the in the that. Well, you know what? While you're watching this, we haven't even said who it is, Joe. I know. Anyway, okay, say it. So the new doctor is a woman. Her name is Jodie Whittaker. She plays Beth Latimer on uh, Broad Church, which I just finished watching the third season of. Most people, if you watch you Doctor Who, you probably watch Broad Church because there's David Tennant, the new showrunner. Chris Chibnall is the writer for it, which also means he's been working with her for the past three or four years on that show. So hopefully, we won't have this big slump that we normally have with the mm-hmm. new doctor and with a female doctor it needs to be perfect because as we know with anything that goes from male to female people freak out people don't know how to handle it i know mm-hmm. i was reading comments while joe was talking about some stuff earlier there are a lot of women lot. who were like not about a female doctor and i'm like why i think she in particular is also the perfect follow-up because she i've seen her in quite a few things like i've seen her in cranford i saw her in venus she's really good at encapsulating lightness and tragedy in the same moment Mm -hmm. and i think that that's a perfect follow-up to the peter capaldi doctor where we need a little bit more lightness but there's no way that we're going back to just like fun david Tennant stuff like that's not gonna happen because especially because chibnall is a darker writer he was the head writer for uh tour for the first couple seasons. I mm-hmm. don't think he wrote those two miniseries, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Those were those were no, a thing. Um, and the Broadchurch is really gets really dark. And even Olivia Coleman on that show, who is an incredible comedian, still plays these incredible dark moments. So I think that he's gonna utilize both aspects of Jodie Whittaker as an actress. I also like that she's a little bit younger. She's 35. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a perfect point. Um, and I definitely think that it is time for a female to take over that role. Like we, it was gonna happen no matter what, just in the way society is moving. But I also think that with the grumpiness of this doctor, like having a more feminine person come in is gonna be really great. Not that she has to be like, weak female because as we learned with Missy, Missy is very strong, very, like, she was really the primer for this to happen. Tim and I have talked about, I'm literally just gonna keep going. Tim and I have (laughs) talked about how uh, in the heaven, one of the episodes where we go back to Gallifrey with Peter Capaldi, there's a a white man, old white man, who changes into a young younger black woman. From there on, they have been hinting repeatedly that there would be a female doctor. It, they've done it. I won't say when they've done it in this past season because neither Joe or Tim have finished it. And I'm sure some of our listeners haven't either, even though it ended two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Um, I do recaps on this show, so I literally watch it like first thing every single Sunday. Um, so I, and I'm going to do the write-up for this like as soon as we're done recording. Um, there, there are lots of moments in this current season where they reference that there's going to be a female doctor. Like I mm-hmm. actually thought we were going to get a black male doctor before we got a female doctor, but because of these hints... Black's always getting last again. I, that's not true. Women are actually always last, but that's a totally different subject. Women got the vote last. Women get everything. Black women also. Yes, which is an intersectional Black's question. Last. Always in the back of the box. You as a male should not have any comments on this. Anyway, <laughs> this is also how this podcast always goes. I'm referring to Holly now, who's laughing at Joe. Um... <laughs> But I've all, I've wanted um, Chudal Ejiofor, the guy who's in Twelve Years a Slave. He's in uh, oh, Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in Love Actually. I've wanted him for the Doctor for years. I don't think he's gonna do it now because he's actually a movie star. Yeah. Whatever. But he would be great. Anyway, 
Um, I would. I knew we were going to get a female doctor because of what they've been hinting at. I'm still so excited that happened because we live in, you know, the worst timeline in history and just like everything is terrible. So to have a female doctor to look up to is incredible. And I'm very excited for her. Anything else? I think it's going to be paired with that. I think it's going to be cool to have, yeah, an entirely new dynamic because presumably we're going to have a male primary companion i don't know i don't know if they will but i mean they've always had that you know a male female uh, a male female so to to put it on its head like that i think will be really interesting having uh uh you know a man like looking up to and listening to a woman the whole time i think it's gonna be really great and it'll be really interesting to see how they you know how they deal with new dynamics on this now because it's just like the show's gonna be different and it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited. And Chibnall writes really well for women. And he writes really great women. So I mm-hmm. think the dynamic. Unlike Moffat. Unlike Moffat. <laughs> like if, if Moffat had a female compa- or a doctor, I would be like, oh, God, we are so busted. Yeah. But because it's Chibnall. And I've wanted Chibnall since before Moffat got hired. Like when Davies mm. left, I was like, I want Chibnall. And now we get Chibnall. And I think that he's going to be very conscious of the women he writes versus Moffat. Who, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. I uh, I flipped out. I was really happy. He did. He literally jumped in the air. I literally jumped in the air, going like, this is amazing! Um, My my only reservations about it is much more about, uh, and I think it's a completely unfair thing, but my first thought was like, the very first thing you're gonna do is go woman doctor as a new doc- as a new person. Like my thought process would like I don't know. Don't you ease into the doctor thing and then you make your world. But I also understand that you never know how long these actors are gonna be. You never know how long the actress is going to be. So I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Well, and Jim um, has been writing for Doctor Who and for the Doctor Who franchise on right. and off for years. Right, so he's right. already he's done that. He's, he's he has. But like Moffat was the same way too. Like I I wouldn't expect they bring true. in a random writer for whatever right. and that's fine um i guess my i guess my it was a just now thinking about it letting it settle is more of like this is ballsy that your very first act is gonna be like changing it's different when because when Moffat took over from the ct davies we know story-wise storyline-wise they're distinctly different yes just the way they lay that out and so already developing that type of plan is already a lot of work in itself to, to just convince other people hey it's different but it's still the doctor who that we all love and know and love and so for me it's like not only are you doing that but you're also going to put on the pressure of doing the first woman doctor for me i th- i i'm not saying that he, i'm expecting to fail at all it's just that i'm like that's a bit ballsy i think you need to ease it in a little bit first let lift it off perfectly and then you can get to the woman doctor once we establish what your world is when was but, the switch see and i was going to say Sorry. this we were in a much different time and the show was in a much different place when Moffat took over. Like, the show was on the brink of being a worldwide sensation. When, sorry, and when was that? 2013. Yes. Because, um, it's... Sorry, no, 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 New doctor and new companion and new show writer. That's, that's always how it happened. That's, that's how it's I happened. I this to you. That's no. why I started with Matt Smith. Which is why we're right. probably not getting Bill back. Well, right. People were right. really upset I when they were Bill, like... I thought it was confirmed that she's not coming back. I don't... There's been rumors and like I don't know how real those confirmations have been. I would much rather... I don't think she's going to come back yeah, because... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a whole 
there's they don't transfer companions, which makes sense. And I really loved Bill, and I'm super bummed she only got one season. But I also get it. Like that's yeah. a Moffat character. That's not a Chibnall character. Yeah. So we don't know who and the like, new companion is going to be. This is only the second time, though, right? Because this is only the second time, and it's a very much a different place in the fandom and in the way in which we engage with TV shows. Yeah. Because like when they announced. Uh, when they when David Tennant left, there wasn't like a big thing. There was just like he did a small press conference, and then they announced Moffat, and it wasn't big unless you were a fan like me. Meanwhile, now we live in an age where like it was announced at the end of Wimbledon, like when Chibnall took over, it was a big deal. So we're in a much different place where oh, yeah. they have. I actually think that they have. Uh, more ability to take a risk now than they did then because then they just had like their British fan base and like a couple Americans. Now the show is huge. It's everywhere. It's on a bunch of different channels. You can watch it on BBC America. It's much more accessible uh, because and it's much more within the normal mainstream of TV shows. So they have... They don't need to worry so much about the ratings to keep it going. The show is going to keep going. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you can still... Like, we can have that... Peter Capaldi moment, you know that. Where we're all like, this is sketchy. Like, and granted, again, I I don't want to sound like I'm hating on this at all. Like, again, jumping on bed, freaking out, yeah. how great this was. But it's just like now suddenly I'm just like, this is a lot yeah. to bite. And so I'm concerned that that first season is going to be ooh. And then because of at least what I've been seeing, like the la- this season wasn't a fan favorite, wasn't really great. At least that's the mentality. I've, I've heard getting. that this is one of the better. Yeah, I've, really? I've, this is I've like heard the opposite the of that. Strongest season. I've heard and read a lot of people saying this is the strongest. Well, I mean, also it's also compared to Clara, and a lot of people didn't. We all agree so the first season of Capaldi was not good. Yeah, but anyway, but like my point is, like I think people, at least that I've read, that this was the uh, not the weaker than eighth, but not as good as ninth. That's what I've been hearing. Um, or at least reading. I mean, that's but, your own opinion. Yeah, I do my opinion. I said <laughs> I'm seeing what I'm reading. Oh, cause, but I'm reading that this is the strongest season of the Capaldi era. That's what I've read this a lot season. of. This season. Yeah, I mean, I just need to finish it. Maybe that's really what it comes down to. But It um, ends well. You finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. Like, it's not that. It's not, Text me when like, you finish it. Got it. Um, but, like, and it might. Like, it still has time. It's just for me. I'm like, oh. But anyway, but the whole point, digressing. Um... I, for one, am excited about it. I'm stoked. I think it would be a lot better if it was ending up that you had a woman um, a woman companion who also brought a guy. Kind of like how Amy brought Rory. Like, a girl bring a guy. Kinda I like love Ro- that. Like, Rose bringing... Uh, Jack? Mickey, Jack. Uh, no, Mickey. Oh, Mickey! Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that would be more interesting because you have a lady-lady dynamic and then you have a guy who's, like, trying to fit in, just going, like... Well, like the entire time and that I think would be but, but we've done that I feel like it should be a little bit it should be like if they're gonna do it like flip it uh, no, I think because they, I they've think had the... the outsider guy with Mickey with Rory who eventually Every in, guy. like they've done that right so, yeah but that's always been like a jealous boyfriend experience where they're like you're right. my girlfriend is closer right. than you and you're a man and then right. like Amy tried to kiss the doctor and right. it was like weird right. meanwhile this is True. a female friendship thing this is if they yeah, do what, what you're like. saying yeah. it'll be like Anne and Leslie and then Ben Wyatt being like, I'm a friend right, too! Right, exactly. Like That's more of what I'm... Because I don't okay, want it I to turn you. into uh, a guy companion girl and then it becomes that same love potential. Yeah, even friends, but it's a lot... I think you also a bit like, even when you talk about like constructs in the world, yeah. like guys are more trying to get with than the opposite way. True. So like, I feel like I don't want it to be like a guy just chasing this doctor, especially if you want to take her... 
if you're going to start it off this yeah. way, you want to take it seriously, start off with the female companion. And then I, maybe later the guy companion. Yeah. That, that's me. I don't care either way. It's going to be, I hope it's well, great either and way. And Tim Nall has written a range of women and female relationships, so I don't know how, like with Mafa, you always knew someone was going to be in a romantic interest because he likes that. I don't know how Chip Nall's going to handle it because mm. he has made very questionable decisions into Horchwood, but Broadchurch has been great. So. Yeah. Who really knows how it's going to shake out? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I have to end this because I have to go. I have so many opinions. I'm sorry. I have to see where your priorities lie, Joe. This is just to stop me from yes. say, speaking my truth about Doctor Who. Yes. And we've talked about Doctor Who so much already today. I literally talk about it all the time. Yes. And it's fine. Anyway. But um, let's just... Uh, we'll, we're coming back tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. We're coming back next week. It's going to be awesome. Um, no videos, obviously. We will have um, a article from Josephina coming up on Wednesday. Um, it will be actually a pretty good read. And... Where can people find you? Uh, look me up on Facebook, M A S T I C. Melissa, uh, you can find me on at Nerdophiles or at We're Not All Ninjas, which is my other podcast. Cool. Uh, you can find Telemazing at Telemazing um, pretty much on Facebook, um, Twitter, um, everywhere pretty much, um, except for Tumblr, which is T- Telemazing, FDW, for some odd reason. Um, if you are new to this podcast, we appreciate you guys, you guys checking us out. Make sure that you um, subscribe to our podcast. And along with that, even though we're not doing any videos, you never know when we are going to add more stuff. And so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And of course, you can visit us at Telemazing.com where you can get all videos, all of our podcasts, all of our articles. For Holly, for Riley, for Melissa, and for Tim, I'm Joseph Mwamba. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't let your kids watch Dawson's Creek. Thank you for listening to Telemazing the Podcast. I'm Joseph Mwamba with my co-host, Rachel Leishman. Today's music was provided by Ted Reyes. You can find all of our videos, all of our podcasts, and all of our bonus features all at Telemazing.com. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash Telemazing. Telemazing.